The following podcast was part of the Cortez Currents broadcast on Cortez Radio, CKTZ 89.5 FM, Saturday, September 12, 2020. A new UBC study suggests that global warming could significantly reduce the areas where salmon can be farmed off the west coast of British Columbia. The study's lead author, Mohamed Oyanola, said that up to 84% of the areas suitable for fish farming could be lost. We need to act now, either move fish farms on land or further out to sea. I asked Linda Sams, Sustainable Development Director of CERMAC Canada, for her response. Yeah, um, well, and, and, and not to diminish... Um, the seriousness of climate change, which, you know, it, we all recognize is probably the biggest, well, is the biggest issue we're all facing and absolutely believe those changes are happening. It, it, we do see these reports come out every year, a couple years, th- these kind of reports come out talking about either threats to uh, aquaculture, salmon farming, you know, land-based terrestrial farming. And it's all, you know, we all should be very, very concerned because we are seeing uh, the environment changing around us. And um, I've, I've been in this industry for 30, 33 years now this month, actually. And and we have seen conditions change. Uh, but as farmers, and not just salmon farmers, but just farmers in general, all need to uh, manage their operations and adapt and be aware and plan for um, increasingly unstable events and changing environmental conditions around them. And so in light of that, um, I'm confident that aquaculture and and likely salmon farming will still be operating uh, in 20 or 30 years. It's just uh, we need to be mindful as a um, industry and mindful as food producers and specifically in Canada about what are we doing about climate action. So what are we doing to actually play a contributing role and a leadership role in preventing um, the worst changes happening? And and that's really where the focus is for CERMAC. Okay, I have two questions. Both uh, are somewhat statements as well as questions. I've read of yep. a number of occasions where there have been fish die-offs uh, because mm. of water temperatures, but I have yep. to say that they're always in streams and rivers. So mm. uh, have you heard of one on the ocean? I haven't heard of a wild um, fish incident, though we are seeing changing conditions in the ocean. So as farmers, we see, we're seeing changes. Um, the west coast of Vancouver Island, which is no surprise, um, is that we're seeing changing ocean conditions there um, at a faster rate than some of the other places where we farm. And it's more related to what else is in the water versus the water temperature itself. So we're seeing um, increased uh, pressure from plankton blooms across, you know, the whole West Coast, and also too, we're seeing increased impacts of uh, jellyfish too. So, so um, challenges that we haven't had before, and and really, the key to a lot of those challenges, and if and if it's not that, it it will be something else because that is farming, is how we respond and how we mitigate against these changing conditions. So, in this situation. And with all climate issues, um, you know, knowledge 
is um, power and uh, you know just understanding and trying to forecast what the changes are and adapting your operations to withstand it I think are the key thing. Uh, salmon are a very resilient species they have quite a plastic genome meaning they have um, they have through their ancestry and their evolution have a real wide range of um, adaption abilities. So they, they, they can adapt to a lot of changing conditions. So if you're working within an environment you understand and you have a breeding program, which we do, um, you can plan for the long term and select individuals that are going to thrive in changing conditions. I, I farmed in Australia for almost 10 years and we grew salmon there. Um, salmon can withstand uh, warmer temperatures and in fact thrive in some warmer temperatures. And I, I haven't looked at the assumptions in this model, um, so I don't know what um, they're identifying as ideal conditions for salmon. I, I really haven't looked at that, but um, we know there's room there. I think the bigger issue and the bigger take home from any of these articles is again the challenge of us growing food into the future in changing, changing climate conditions and we really need as farmers on land and in ocean to to really be taking that seriously and plan for it as do our governments and and I do also think um, and I'm very you know have been very involved in Australia and again one of the reasons I wanted to join CERMAC was because of their global involvement with the UN on climate action, uh, you know, all of us as producers really need to be focusing on that. What are we doing to slow down climate change? That That is to me is even the bigger question. Can I ask uh, where yeah. in uh, Australia were you a salmon farmer and what kind in, of water it, temperatures are we talking, talking about? Yeah, I was in Tasmania and we were successfully farming um, in temperatures that routinely were, and we're not talking surface temperatures, we're talking, you know, three meters and down where the fish usually um, live um, or, or, or habitate. Um, and we would have temperatures 18 to 20 degrees was not unusual for us. And again, we had to manage around it. Um, we had to um, uh, organize our operations so we could work with work through those temperatures and we had a selective breeding program which is a natural breeding program it's just very um very detailed program right down to families um, as we do here so it's it's i think that we're okay from that perspective i don't see when i say short term i'm talking 10 to 15 years i don't see any immediate challenges with the viability of salmon farming on this coast but I do believe that all of us need to be mindful of the changes and uh, making sure we're planning well to adapt. Haven't they mandated that you have to move on shore? Uh, I'm just trying to remember when. Is it in the next five yeah. years? Yeah, so there was a, a policy announcement um, or, or a, a platform policy announcement made uh, in the last election uh, around a responsible plan, transition plan by 2025. Uh, we've, to be uh, really frank, we've yet to um, have any kind of material consultation with DFO on what that looks like. Uh, we also listen to what the minister says on the subject. Uh, she, she mentions that there'll be a responsible plan in place by 2025. Um, I think anything that says responsible and a plan is a good thing, um, so we'll look at that. But no, we haven't had a clear mandate 
to be fully on land by 2025. I think there are organizations and, and sectors that perhaps would like that to be mandated, but it hasn't been really clearly stated like that at this point. So uh, we're just, um, we're, we'll wait and see, and we'll see when the consultation happens, what that's going to look like.